All right. We have had quite the morning. Things are freezing in the trailer, believe it or not. Uh, the communion, thank goodness we get here early, it thawed out for you. It was frozen. My mic, usual mic that goes on my ear, not working, probably because of the cold. So I'm going to try to do this. I don't do this very often, so uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear me and I'll be able to keep this to my mouth. A couple things. You should have received a card. If you were here last week, you got one last week. This is essential uh, as we move into our new building. We need people to step up and volunteer and serve. There are a lot of different places on here. One I forgot to put on here. We're going to have a cleaning rotation because we won't be hiring you know, uh, people who care for the building for that location. So we're going to take care of that. In fact, pretty soon we will be having a cleaning morning or night. Last Friday, this past Friday, we received the occupancy permit. All right, so that's a big thing, big, huge. Uh, the carpet is being laid. Next week is our last week in this facility. Uh, so you'll come here next week. But the week after that, February 13th, we will be up on Pearl Road. And these are essential to make that happen. Fill it out this morning, drop it in the basket downstairs before you leave. Or you can do it online as well. Um, but we need you to do that. One of the big things coming up that you can sign up for also online is the ice festival. Uh, the spots are filling up, but simply stand out there, and it is going to be nice and balmy at the ice festival. But sign up for a time slot to pass out chapstick uh, for us as we reach out to the community on February 18th through the 20th. When I was about 28 years old, I discovered something when I was attending a seminar with the other staff members in Miamisburg, Ohio, with the church that I was serving. And we were sitting there, and it was about seven or eight of us in a row, and I turned to each guy on either side of me, and I said, we were pretty far back, I said, can you see the words on that screen? And they said, yeah, perfect. Turn to the other, can you see the word? Yeah, perfect. I said, I can't see a thing on that screen. The next day or two, I made an appointment with the eye doctor and found out that I really couldn't see. <laughs> I thought I could see because that's all I ever knew. But 28 years old, I got my first pair of glasses, and when I put them on, I'll never forget it. I headed down the road and I could actually see a sign said stop. I could see the colors of the leaves on the trees. It was like unbelievable that I finally could focus and see. I think we go through life like that, and we don't even realize it. We go through life, and we don't focus. We begin a new series today entitled Switch, we're continuing in the book of Ephesians. We're going to talk about some things, areas of our life that we need to switch. And I think most of us would agree every single day we need something that we need to change or adjust. 
And chances are we come in here for worship on a Sunday, we hear a message and we study scripture or we sing a specific worship song, but something happens in here and we think, yeah, I need to switch that. I need to change that in my life. And we leave here with full intention to do that. Monday, Tuesday might be going great, but then Wednesday and Thursday we start to slide back into the way we used to be whatever that might be. And I've come to conclude it's not a problem of effort. I don't even think it's a problem of desire. But I think it's a problem of focus. That we need to switch our focus. So in Ephesians 5, Paul's going to kind of give us a vision test and challenge us to see life through a different lens. We're going to look at Ephesians 5, beginning with verse 15. Paul says, be very careful, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Yeah, because the days are evil. Be careful, Paul says, be very careful. How many of you told someone that within the last week or two, be careful? Use those words. Okay, probably because maybe of danger, that the roads or something. I remember a few days ago walking out of the house and about falling on my face when I hit the sidewalk. Immediately I went back inside the house. Brenna hadn't left yet. And I said, honey, be careful. Be careful. There's ice out here. We might say be careful when someone's about to enter into something that's important. Moms say be careful to their kids all the time. Or a teenager's about to go out in the car and drive somewhere. What do we say? Be careful. careful. Say, you guys here? What do we say? Be careful. Be careful. And God says the same thing to us through his word. When you're out on a date and you're all alone, You're a place where no one is watching. Be careful. When your spouse puts you on the defensive and you're ready to let loose, be careful. When you're sitting at the computer or when you're flipping through the channels, when you're tempted to tell that joke, be careful. And Paul says, make the most of every opportunity. That phrase, make the most, is an interesting phrase, and I think we tend to miss it. We'll catch the be careful part, but miss the make the most of every opportunity because we hear things like that all the time. Carpe diem means seize the day. You only go around once. The early bird gets the worm. Make hay while the sun shines. Grab the bull by the horns. Opportunity doesn't knock what? Twice. Go for broke. No guts, no glory. Make the most of every opportunity. All kinds of phrases that we hear all the time that it's easy to miss this and maybe not really understand what Paul's getting at. So I want to help you understand what he's speaking to here. And I want you to get a picture. A picture of what make the most means. Because in Paul's day... 
It was really about what was happening in the marketplace. They used this word when they were buying or selling things. In fact, the King James Version translates it, redeem or buy. Redeem or buy. And here's the picture. Imagine it's a Saturday morning, and you're going through the neighborhood, and you come across the garage sale. And you're not one for much for garage sales, but a sign catches your eye at this garage sale. It says, everything is $1. You think, well, you think, oh, I got a dollar in my pocket. That's all the cash I got. I'm in, it's interesting. Let's stop and see. So you go into the yard and you enter into it and you see, first of all, you see a candy table and there's a bag of M&Ms there. You think, well, dollar, I kind of got a sweet tooth right now. Maybe I'll buy these M&Ms. You pick them up. You're about ready to go pay for them. And you think, eh, maybe I'll look around them more, a little bit more. I need to be careful. I've only got one dollar. And so you look around a little more and you go into the clothing department of the garage sale and you see a shirt there. You pick up the shirt and it's a little outdated. It's brand name. It looks good. Looks like it'll fit. You think it's only a buck, only a dollar. Maybe I'll try this. And you're about ready to pay for it and you think, oh, it's a good deal, but I got to make the most of this one dollar that I have. I mean, I'll look around in case I have missed something. And so you go around and you look inside different things. You look inside a box. And in this box is a lot of costume jewelry, cheap stuff. But then something catches your eye. It seems to be a diamond ring, a big diamond ring. You look at the guy there running the garage sale. You say, hey, everything's a dollar? Yep. Everything's a dollar. Even the ring? Yeah, even the ring. It's a dollar. And so you buy it. You say, I'll take it. You buy the ring for a dollar. A few days go past, and you, out of curiosity, go to the jewelers, and you get it appraised. And you come to find out that the center stone of that ring is a six-and-a-half-carat diamond, and it's real. On each of the side of those rings is four carat baguettes on either side, and it is set in a platinum setting. The ring is worth over $100,000. You just bought a $100,000 ring for how much? $1. In that moment, you realize you could be eating M&M's. You could be wearing a shirt from 2010. But instead, you are holding a $100,000 ring. If you would have bought the M&Ms, or if you would have purchased the shirt, you would have missed a diamond opportunity. However, you were careful. You only had a dollar, and you made the most of it. That's the phrase Paul's getting at here. All of us every day is this, as if we're going shopping. Paul says, be careful. Make the most of the time you have. Redeem your time. Redeem your time. Because sometimes we believe in life. We have an unlimited amount of time to live. 
when we really, really don't, and our time is limited. Psalms 9, Psalm 90 says, teach us to number our days, Lord, so we may gain a heart of wisdom. Psalm 39, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. David says, Lord, help me to just stay focused on the fact that my time here on earth is limited. Paul says, every moment, every conversation, every encounter, every day at work, you may miss a diamond opportunity. Make the most of it. I sometimes listen to country music. I like it, and I even enjoy how people make fun of country music. Sometimes they make fun of even the titles of country music. I picked out a few. Maybe you've heard these. Here's the first one. I still miss you, baby, but my aim's getting better. Pretty good, pretty good. Michael Snyder recorded a song, If my nose was running money, I'd blow it all over you. Huh? Getting better. Another one. This is creative. I'm so miserable without you, it's like having you here. <laughs> you guys don't like these? All right. Now that one's kind of bad. I'll read it to you anyhow. <laughs> You're the reason our kids are so ugly. <laughs> Name of a song, country song. My personal favorite, her teeth were stained, but her heart was pure. <laughs> but one of my favorite country songs is a song written by Tim McGraw. And it's a song entitled, Live Like You Were Dying. Every time it comes on and I'm listening, if I'm by myself, I'll sing that song to the top of my lungs. If you know the story, Tim McGraw wrote that after his father, Tug McGraw, died of brain cancer in 2004. Some of you may remember Tug McGraw as a relief pitcher for the Mets. But Tim wrote that song based on a conversation he had with his dad the night before he passed away. Where his dad told him about what it was like living knowing that you were dying. Listen to a little bit of this. You said I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me when a moment came that stopped me on a dime. I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays Talking about the options and talking about sweet time. I asked him when it sank in that this might really be the real end. How's it hit you when you get that kind of news? Man, what you do? And he said, I went skydiving, I went Rocky Mountain climbing, I went 2.7 seconds. On a full name Blue Mansion And I looked deeper And I spoke sweeter And I gave forgiveness I've been denying And he said someday I hope you get the chance To live like you were 
goes on to say it was finally the husband that most of the time I wasn't. I became a friend a friend would like to have. All of a sudden going fishing wasn't such an imposition and I went three times that year I lost my dad. I finally read the good book and took a good long hard look and what I would do if I could do it all again. I love deeper I spoke sweeter. I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. Someday, I hope to get the chance to live life like I were dying. When you don't have much time left, it's pretty easy to get focused. But when you think you have all the time in the world, it's tough to focus. But none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And I believe every single person alive wants to live a high-impact kind of life. They want to be, don't want to be time wasters or space takers. They want to make a difference with the one and only life God's given them. What keeps us from focusing on what matters most? What keeps us from making the most of every opportunity. Let me give you a few things real quick. One, I think, is unclear direction. We end up focusing on the wrong things. The words, excuse me, be careful, can also be translated concentrate. Sometimes we just concentrate on the wrong things. Did it ever happen to you, you're so focused at work about getting a job done, getting a promotion, receiving recognition, that you're vaguely aware of the little people running around on the floor or the other family members that are walking in the halls of your home. Maybe you got paperwork that needs to be done. You've got contracts that need to be signed, clients that need to be taken care of. And those things just can't be put off. Well, when that happens, there might be a chance that you're missing a diamond. Or maybe you focus your efforts on, not on the home, but on the house. There's always a room that needs to be redecorated. There's always something that needs to be cleaned. And you tell yourself, I'm doing this for the family. I don't know. Maybe there's a diamond that you're missing. Well, you're so focused on your job that it never occurs to you while you're working to ask the question, I wonder where the person working next to me is going to spend eternity. And if you're not careful, you miss a diamond opportunity to share heaven with someone. Make the most of every opportunity. And I think what we do sometimes is we get focused on other things. D.T. Niles wrote, Most of us go through life and we gather impressions, but we have no experiences. We collect acquaintances, but we make no friends. We attend meetings, but we never experience, but we experience no encounters. We have a tendency just to slip into this. 
But Paul says, have the right focus. Ephesians 5.17, he writes, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. He goes on to direct us. It doesn't matter what you think you should do. It doesn't matter what other people think you should do. What matters is what God's will is for you. That's where your focus is. David writes, God, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my what? Path. What gives us direction, what gives us focus in life is the will of God. Bottom line, it's the will of God. Psalms 19 from the message, I love this. Beginning in verse 7, it says, The revelation of God is whole and pulls our lives together. The signposts of God are clear and point out the right road. The life maps of God are right, showing us the way to joy. The directions of God are plain and easy on the eyes. And then there's more. God's word warns of danger and directs us to hidden treasure. Otherwise, how will we find our way or know when we have played the fool? If you're looking for a new lens to look through, focus on God's will. Look through his word to stay focused. Another thing that enables us to miss diamond opportunities, I believe, is unsustained power. This is where we start off strong and things are going good and then we waver and we go back to just doing the same old things. I don't know if you're like me, but when the new year kicks, I get all these ideas of things I'm going to do different. Or when a birthday hits, especially a big birthday like this past year, I'm going to do this. I know I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to go to church every Sunday. I'm going to pray with my spouse. I'm going to read to the kids. I'm going to go to the gym and you're trying, and you're trying, and you're trying. But no matter how hard you try, it seems like it doesn't last. And so if we're not careful, we settle for complacency. How do we defeat that? One of the major ways we defeat that by not settling for complacency in life is by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Allow the power of God's spirit to give us the focused life. Paul says in verse 18, here's his direction. Do not get drunk on wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the what? Spirit. Be filled with the spirit, and and it enables you and I to have focus. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus, right before he ascended to heaven, said to all his followers, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the word power there comes from the word dynamos, which means dynamite, dynamite. He's saying you will receive dynamite power. That's the kind of power that can sustain us. That's the kind of power that helps us focused. And if you get tired, if we get worn out, in order to make the most of every opportunity, we need to rely on God's Spirit inside of us. One other thing that keeps us from seizing diamond opportunities, and that's a negative attitude. A negative attitude. How many of you in the winter battle with a negative attitude? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. When I walked out this morning and it was like four degrees, 
I'm thinking, oh, wow. This morning, speaking of the cold, I went out. I just had a gut feeling that maybe the trailer was going to have issues today getting here as it did last week. And so I pulled into the new building where the trailer's parked, and I found Tim freezing to death trying to get the key to work in the lock. And let me tell you, his attitude wasn't, right, right? All right, he was spitting bullets at that point. And I just said, well, try the other key, and it, it worked. We won't go there, though. No, it was awesome. But our attitudes, if we're not careful, can cause us to miss diamond opportunities because, again, we're not focused. We might say, what's the point? I'm just one person. Why should I fill out a card? I mean, I'm too old. I can't really reach students. I mean, I really don't have any other time other than Sundays. On and on. After all, I don't have the right gifts. I don't have the time. I don't, I don't, I don't. And when you have a negative attitude, Man, it is really tough to focus on diamond opportunities. How many diamonds do we miss because of our negativity? Because when we're negative, all we see are the obstacles and the things in the way. Paul helps us with this. Verses 19 and 20, continuing in Ephesians 5. Stand with me as I read this. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go one more time. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing. Jesus Christ.
How many of you feel better after singing that song? Scripture speaks truth. You want to get rid of a negative attitude and focus on diamond opportunities? 
Maybe turn the worship station on and just start singing. Just start singing. I think every one of us want to make the most, be careful and make the most of every opportunity that we face. Just this morning, Chris told me uh, about a guy. It was when we were out on the square this past summer. And at the end of the service, I can't remember his last name, but Chris, the Medina basketball coach, was there with his entire family. And he had a gentleman with him, an older guy who'd been in the service and even lost kids in the service. He's a drunkard kind of a guy, uh, moving from place to place to place. And Chris says, hey, can you come talk to him? I went over and spent some time with him, talked with him, prayed over him. He had tears in his eyes. His health wasn't good at that point. And Chris told this Chris, who works with him this past week, I want you to tell Jeff of the difference he made in his life. He passed away just a few days ago. Not to toot my own horn, but I could have looked over there at that guy and said, why, why waste my time there? know him and I never did see him again after that day but if I had turned the other way I'd have missed a diamond opportunity and I don't know I pray that he's in heaven today by God's grace and God's power when you leave here today all the more, it's just another thing that God reminded me of this morning. Be careful. Make the most of every opportunity. Who knows? You might miss a diamond. Father, we thank you for today. And God, as we lift up this last song, God, we lift it up from the depths of our heart, praising you and thanking you for the opportunities you give us in this life. God, may we all live like we're dying because we are. But we know, God, we have the promise of eternal life in your presence. We pray and we worship in Jesus' name. Amen.